Welcome to Potter Familias, coming to you from Fairhope, Alabama. I'm Todd Sylvester. And I'm Stephen Sylvester. We realize at times that everything's connected. What do you mean? In, what is it, psychology, where they call it the web of exchange, where everything's connected. And I was trying to explain it to mom the other day, because we're putting this addition on our house, and supposed to be dried in the technical term that you put down right over your decking is an underlayment before you put whatever roof material we're going back with metal rather than asphalt shingles i know some of these words yeah anyway the long story is mom was like you know it'd be really nice to have a real front porch okay and i said well we have to do it right we have to do it now then and she goes no no we can do it down down the road i said no you don't understand it's all connected if you don't do it now, it's not going to happen. She goes, oh, because we wouldn't have the money? I said, that has nothing to do with it. I'm not putting a new roof on what we have and then tearing that off to then build a front porch. So we have to do the front porch before the new roof goes on. And if we do that, then I've got to do the tear off so that I can get the underlayment on so that we're dried in. La, 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 la. And everything's just connected. Just with context, I am following you. <laughs> All the dominoes have to fall. No, no, I understand. Yeah. I got you. And, and it's just funny sometimes in life that we don't realize that. We just think, hey, can't we just do this one thing? It's like, well, no, because then you have to do the six things before that one thing. Oh, you mean everything's connected in terms of you have to do things in order. Yes. And you you can't just jump over here and go, well, wait, can't we do this? It's like, No. We can't do that. Yeah. And, and I, I sound like such a mean guy. Like, no, you uh, don't. like I'm just an ogre. No, it's sometimes to mom I do. Oh, okay. Because she'll be like, well, can't we just do this one thing? It's like, no, that's not one thing. That's eight things. Yeah. You're asking for eight things and you don't realize it. The one thing is at the end and that's going to be cool mm-hmm. and fun. Like with me, I really want an espresso machine in the new room that yeah. we're putting in with the bar. We were talking about this. Right. But if I'm going to do that, that's going to change the countertop. And she's like, wait, what does that have to do with the countertop? You're just putting the espresso machine on the countertop. It's like, yeah, but if if I have a regular countertop, I can drill through for my water line and my drain line and my my tamp box. Well, or, wait a minute. What kind of insane countertop were you going to put down? Granite. Really? We're, yeah, we're going to because we've got a connection with our friend. Oh, that's yeah, oh, we've okay. got a connection. Right, right, right. So I was probably going to get it for free, but then I've got to figure out, am I really going to do the espresso machine? Because that is going to be later on down the line, and I can't cut granite. Yeah. I don't have the tools You can't like get it. a special bit or something from Home it's Depot? It's more than a bit. I mean, oh. it's, I mean, think about it. For a tamp box? Oh, wow. Yeah, you'd have to cut a big hole. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, that's, that's where we're at. Want to punch out the main thing? Yes, indeed. Let's do this. I went to public high school in Newtown, Connecticut. There's only one high school there. Represent. Newtown, Connecticut, which nobody had ever heard of, sadly, until the school shooting in Sandy Hook. Yeah. I didn't go to Sandy Hook 
uh, middle school or grade school. I went to another school called Head of Meadow. There was five schools that fed to one middle school, and then there was one high school. And the cool part about the high school at that time, and I don't know if this was a, the standard thing that they did all the time because I never went back to check on it, but that you'd had one class counselor that followed that class. Okay. So they really got to know the people in the class because you had over 300 people in each one of these classes. And especially when you got to the point where you're trying to decide between colleges and all that kind of stuff. And we took a lot of this, these tests, you know, vocational tests and personality tests and all this kind of cool stuff. But at one point in time, I remember her saying, well, Todd, it just seems like you have addictive behaviors mm. or, or an addictive personality. That's yeah. what she said. And I was insulted. I was like, who are you telling me that? Because it sounded really bad. Right. And did she explain? She did. Although she, I think she didn't have as much time as I wanted or maybe needed at that time. Because I really was offended. I, yeah. I, was, I was like, you know, forget you. I'm not telling you anything from now She probably on. just didn't explain. Or, I mean, I guess that's her responsibility since she's talking to high schoolers. But And my age at the time, it was probably hard for me to accept the reality that I do. I have, and now I've come full embracing that, that truth in my life is mm-hmm. that I have an addictive personality. It is easy for me to fall into addictions. Yeah. I don't even necessarily know if that's always a bad thing. Mm, uh, all right. It depends on how we're defining it. Because yeah. for me, I think I can also get into, because you see, this is sad. We always want to utilize terms like you're in a rut or you have these strong tendencies. Yeah, but we're covering like a, an incredible amount of psychological ground here. Like, let's talk about exactly what we mean by an addictive personality. What do you mean by that? Well, for her, I think she was saying it was easy for me to get addicted to things. I, I guess that's what she meant, huh? I suppose, but I've also like I don't really hear that term used much. So maybe that was something from the eighties. It might. It might have been. I don't I mean, know. I'm, a, I'm an old dude. So yeah. And Grant, by the way, that wasn't supposed to be a dig. I just have never heard that term used here. Right. At least not. Not that I. Well, what do I people say of. now? Well, uh, to be quite honest, I don't know. I don't know if they if there is any chemical or well i mean for sure there's a chemical thing right i don't know if there's a genetic component to addiction there seems to be because from what i know which my experience is only with alcohol and being addicted and then getting off of completely alcohol so i know that there seems to be a better chance that your children will be alcoholics if you are or were an alcoholic right that's what people have said yeah but that's not the same it's just correlation it's not causation so they don't know for sure if like let's say for example that you know after and i've got four kids so the likelihood that my that one of our kids will struggle with alcohol addiction is higher because i have an addiction to alcohol or i did got it um but that doesn't mean that any of them, once they have their first drink of alcohol, immediately become addicted to it. Okay. That's not what that means. Right. It just means that it's more likely that their brains will be like mine, which was my brain, for whatever reason, interpreted the chemical change from alcohol as something that it then grew to depend upon. Mm-hmm. So 
And I say grew because it did. It didn't happen instantly. It was just something that I knew that I liked and then it developed into a full-blown addiction over time. So there were definitely triggers for that. I think if my life had gone differently, I may never have struggled with it. I may have been able to just drink like a normal person. But after a certain amount of time, I had to get addicted to it. So is that genetic? I don't know. Right. But when somebody has an addictive personality, you're just talking about becoming highly interested in something, or are you talking about being dependent upon something? I think it it has to, if you're really calling it an addiction, and again, in the comments, you can correct us if we're wrong. You know, I'm sure there's some psychologists out there that'll be like, you guys just yeah. don't understand your terminology. Full disclosure, we're not psychologists. Yeah, we're not psychologists. We don't really know what we're talking about. Well, but we're talking from our personal experiences, because yeah. that's what people are most interested in, is how do you deal, Todd, with your addictions? If is you, you do grow in a dependence towards some of this stuff. And is that always bad, by the way? That's that's my next question. Well, I would say that if it is really a dependence in terms of, like if it's a chemical dependency, let's say, where you psychologically feel that you cannot go without something. For how long, though? Because I joke about how I'm addicted to peanut M&Ms. You're not addicted to peanut M&Ms. Okay, so that's just a joke. No, that is 100% a joke. Okay. And I used to joke that I was addicted to alcohol until I really was, and then I stopped joking about it. Right. So now, I, granted- Should I stop joking about the peanut M&Ms? Absolutely. Because it's really going to come back to bite me? <laughs> no. And I'll be sneaking off to Walmart at 2 a.m.? Going down what? the candy aisle? Hidden under the bed, you know? Like what? Inside the frame. Honey. Oh, my gosh. Like We need to have a talk. We need to have a talk. She'll like find the bag. What are these? Oh my gosh! Don't throw those away. Did you lie to me again? Don't throw those okay, away. Okay, but and I'm making light of it, but in you know, it's it's much harder. Like I still laugh at at jokes when people make jokes about it, but it's much harder for me to appreciate comedians making jokes about alcoholism now. Only not because I feel like that they're attacking me. <laughs> You're insulting me. Yeah. How dare you? Like that's not my you know, right, I don't right. I don't feel personally attacked by comedians making jokes about alcoholics. However, it is harder for me to laugh because I know the context. And I think if you're close enough to the context of somebody really struggling hardcore with addiction and dependency, then yeah. it's just harder to find that funny. Right. Right. Now, granted, sometimes I still do, and I just go like, "Oh man, I need to go to confession for laughing at that." But, <laughs> but, um, but I think that there's a huge difference that people don't understand between true addiction mm. and dependency, which is actually different, and then just really, really enjoying something to the point of feeling like you've got to do it frequently. Well, give me an example of each one. Yeah. Okay. So let's start at the first area. So I am super duper interested in sound equipment. Yeah. And I think it's to the point of where I will talk to people about sound equipment until they hate me. <laughs> I love that description. Yeah. With like no recourse to like, oh, are you tired of listening to me now? Okay, well, I'll give you a break. We have been at this for two hours after all. Like I will never ever get tired of talking about sound equipment and how cool it is. That I nerd out up. like that crazy. And I at least four or five times a year will sit down with my wife and be like, now, honey, there's this thing that I'd like to buy. The subwoofer. It's very expensive. As she pronounces it, the subwoofer. But I can give you five good reasons why I should get this. <laughs> and we have this whole conversation about it because I want to get this thing because it's so cool. And do I really need it? Eh, probably not. Right. But I know I'm going to use it and I know exactly what it does. And I've done way too much research after midnight looking at this stuff because I just. And what category is this in? This would be uh, 
what did I call it? Interested, but it's like really, really interested to the point of where you just can't stop. Like, but I, like how I used to be with buses. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Where you just know everything and you want to talk about it all the time. That's just having an interest in something that's, I wouldn't call it an obsession necessarily, but it's like at that level of interest. Okay. However, at any point, I could stop talking about sound equipment. I could stop researching it. I could stop buying it if I needed to do other things in my life in order for my life to function. Got it. If it was necessary for me to use that time for something else, all of a sudden, I would have zero problems. You could just turn it off. I could turn it off. I would never go on Sweetwater again. I would never even be tempted to do it because I've got other stuff going on. Right. Then you've got dependency. Now, dependency is when you start to make choices, right? You start to make choices that are irrational. And so... If I were, and I'm just going to use sound equipment as the continuing example because it's kind of funny. Right. So if I had a, de- a dependency on sound equipment, then I would start to see these steps. I would see me making small purchases of sound equipment and not talking to my wife about it. Ooh. Because I would be like, you know what? I, Danger. She, she would be fine with it anyway, and I can totally justify this. And I would start seeing things like, I would need to do this every day. I would need to get on a, a website that sells sound equipment and just Well, look. first, I'll just put it in my cart, but I won't actually make yeah, the or, purchase. Yeah, or just feeling just like, sitting so I'll be, I'll be going to bed. Saved for later. I'll be going to bed fidgety because I, I really would like to go and look at some sound equipment and study it and research it and... I'm just like, well, I don't really have any reason not to other than sleeping. And so I'll start to make choices that don't make any sense, okay. right? It's like, okay. just go to sleep. And that's but dependency. That's dependency. And then I think addiction is actually a further exploration of that dependency to the point of where I, I don't think, I, I think people toss around the word addiction without knowing what they're talking about. Addiction is where the thing that you are addicted to has become the thing that your entire life revolves around right. at least in terms of your decision making and people who are really addicted will say no it doesn't unless they've admitted that they really are addicted to the thing and they're trying to fix gotcha. it they will say no it's not they'll deny it over and over they'll give you plenty of reasons why but if you look at the way that they are making decisions in their life everything that they do and i'll use me as an example and still talking about sound equipment just as a hypothetical but i noticed that i was structuring all of my time around making sure that I could do all the things I needed to so that I would have time to research sound equipment and to buy more of it. Right, right. And it, so it's got a little bit of control o- over you. Oh, it's it's not that it has a little bit of control. It started to have a little bit of control when you were dependent, when it was a dependency, Right. when it becomes an addiction. And by the way, th- this isn't terminology that I'm getting from a book or from a doctor. This is just my own personal experience again. Not a psychologist, but... I noticed that there was a problem when I could not go a day without looking at sound equipment, so to speak, for no reason. Okay. And even if I had a good reason, I would find a way out of it. Right. I would be like, you know what? I I said that I wasn't going to look at sound equipment. I said I was going to go to bed by 11 p.m., but I'm just going to I'm just going to look for 5 minutes. Yeah. One of our kids has been looking at Pinterest a lot. Yeah. And they set it up where you only have one hour during the day. It, it keeps track of how long you're on Pinterest. And when the hour is up, then it, it kicks you out. And 
I was the one that kind of recommended that because I'm like, you know, you're spending a lot of time on Pinterest. And some people might say, well, Todd, what's the big deal? You know, it's not like they're looking at pornography or something like that. I mean, it's recipes and cute Mm -hmm. ideas for decorating your room and things like that. I've been on Pinterest myself, looking at fire pits and things like that. And during the break, during the Christmas break, I noticed, wow, you've been on your phone a lot today. Like, what else are you on? Because if after an hour, if Pinterest kicks you out, are, what are you getting on? And they go, oh, well, during the break, I, I turned that off. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so it, what is that? Is that dependency? Is that an addiction? Well, is what this we a teenager about? we're talking yeah. about? Okay, well, then that's that's just a teenager being a teenager, right? Yeah. So I think there's a certain level of... Um, I'm not sure how to say this without it coming across wrong, but and you tell me if you if this doesn't sound right to you, but I think that you have to have a certain level of adult responsibility in order to understand whether or not you're even really dependent on something. Meaning the only way that I could tell that I was becoming dependent on alcohol was because I was starting to shirk responsibility Got so it. that I could drink. Got it. Okay. And so a teenager I, doesn't have a ton of responsibility. And so how do they? How well, are they going to problem then? Because they can't measure how much time when they go. Okay, I only played six hours of straight well, no. video games. Okay, so here's the thing: if you were to sit down with them and say, "Look, this is a problem that's going to affect the rest of your life if you continue this way of engaging with this media," take a week off. I I challenge you to take a week off. Now, don't turn their internet off or make it so that they're they can't get to the website for a week because of a, a thing on the router or whatever. Don't do that. Just have the conversation and say, look, don't do this for a week. And if they can't, then it's probably more serious. Right. If they can, if you challenge them to do it. And I'm thinking in terms of like, if you had challenged me to do that, if you had really made it a competition, then I could have been like, heck yeah, I won't do that. Right. You know? But people have been asking the question, how do we deal with our addictions? Oh, well, I mean, I got a lot to say about that one. You go first. Okay. With myself, I'm at this point where I honestly don't think that I have too many things that have got more control of me. Yeah. And that's, by the way, that's not saying that I'm living some saintly life. It's just the fact no, that, but you're just a relatively normal person. Well, I'm I'm going to say more than that. I have I have now gone over the top. I'm beyond middle age because I'm not planning on living to be 104. I'm I'm soon to be 53, so I'm not planning definitely not planning to be 106. Mm-hmm. So I am over the hill, all right? And I'm on the downward side, and my life now is getting more and more boring. Okay. And I'm that's purposeful. I am doing that with intention. Yeah. Because I just want to do the things that I'm supposed to do. I do not have a bucket list. I don't care about climbing Mount Everest. Mm-hmm. About we watched a video the other day, free solo, where the the guy, I mean, he's insane. The one who climbs without a rope? Yes. Yeah. And that dude's nuts. and and he wrote he climbed El Capitan. Without a rope. That's insane. And I'm I'm like, Isn't okay. Is that the one that's like a sheer cliff face? It's it, a bunch of places where he really could have gone down and died. Wow. I mean, a bunch of places. And I was like, okay. But I didn't watch it and go, oh, dang it. I want to do that. Yeah. Nope, nope, 
Nopey, nope, I'm, nope. I'm good. No, no interest. So there's not a lot of things in my life. You don't want to. Like, you don't want to do kamikaze parachuting. Um, I joke about that. Kamikaze skydiving. Yeah. No, I I joke about it. I really don't. I don't even care if I if I never parachute. I mean, it's because it, my life is getting more and more boring, and I'm good with that. And when I say that, that's the reason why I don't have the, the as strong a tendencies toward addictions. Because it's like, I'm not into social media. I'm not, I'm not, most of the things in my life are not consistent except for, let's say my, my worship habits, you know, going to church every day. And I don't necessarily think that's an addiction because during the pandemic, when they shut it down, I wasn't like having the shakes or anything. I really missed going to mass. Yeah. Really missed it. But I wasn't like some people who were trying to find rogue priests who were having masses and different. <laughs> yeah. I'll drive four hours. It's like okay, you need to calm like, down. Wait, wait a second. You like, need to calm down. That's that's a different area yeah. of of. I think I think I would go so far as to call that dependency, and maybe it's just dependency on routine more so than the sacrament okay. itself. Okay, and I and think whatever, that, whatever it is. But what, and look, I look fair enough. More I've, power to you. I, what I'm saying is, I have enough safeguards in my life now. Mm-hmm. To where I don't even have the availability, I don't think, to kind of go down a road towards addiction of anything. Mm-hmm. Plus, I'm so ADHD that I lose interest in things. They lose their novelty so fast. <laughs> I'll work on something, work on something, work on something, and then as soon as it's working, I move on. Yeah. And now it's something else. Now, some people might go, oh, see, Todd, right there. That's the addiction. You're always doing something. No, I don't know. I mean, I think that for myself, maybe this applies. I have become convinced that I have to be on my guard pretty much for the rest of my life, no matter how boring my life gets. And maybe that's only because I've had such a near-miss experience with ruining my life because of addiction. Mm -hmm. But I think it's also just a good principle. Yeah, We are all capable of really awful things. I 100% agree with you. And not only that, but it honestly doesn't take a whole lot in order for things to go downhill really fast. Yeah. Now, you still have to be making conscious decisions, but if you're not really being careful all the time, and I don't mean careful in terms of insulating yourself from everything that could possibly cause a problem with addiction, but I do think that if you're not thinking about it, if you're not conscious of the fact that Things go downhill pretty fast when your brain gets used to that chemical, like, good feeling. Mm -hmm. If you're the type of person who gets addicted to things easily, which I think I definitely am. Right. So for me, no matter how boring my life gets, I know that my brain is the type of brain that when given the opportunity, will get addicted to pretty much anything. Yeah. And, And I think I'm the same way, which is probably why I've always loved fasting so much. Yeah. I mean, I, I love it. <laughs> you know, somebody might go, ah, see, you're addicted to fasting. Wow. <laughs> but I, I do love saying no to my desires. Yeah. Just on a regular basis to go, That's oh. That's a really healthy thing to do psychologically. And I didn't know about intermittent fasting and the popularity for years. And I was like, where have you been all my life? Because yeah. I've always wanted to be able to, I used to go on fasting retreats where you fast for three days. Mm-hmm. And there are some people you mentioned that to, and they're like, that's dangerous. Like, why would you do Your that? Your blood sugar will drop off. You'll all die. Um, well. And amazingly, none of us die. I was going to say, that's not true. Yeah. 
Afton and I, I guess, have been doing it for almost a year now. That's awesome. Yeah. That's how we lost all this weight. Good stuff, baby. Yeah. Check you out. Yeah. So addiction is something I think that it's good to be conscious of. How do we deal with ours personally? I'm just very wary all the time. Yeah. And I know that as soon as I stop being as honest as I can be without hurting people, then I'm opening myself up to the possibility of falling right back into where I was. Yeah. And I, I think I use the terminology too often, just as when you were describing it and defining it. Oh, and that wasn't meant to be me calling you out for doing that. No. Everyone no, no. uses the I'm, term. I'm saying that because of that, that's when I'm really cautious about things. Okay, when you were going into seminary many, many years ago. Yeah. Remember, I gave up spice. I gave I up do. spicing my food as just something to offer up for you. I do remember that. And I've never gone back because I still have the strong desire for it. Yeah. Does, it, does that make sense? It does. So, which is why, like during the holidays, I had a lot of sweets and they were, they were wonderful. But I recognized that I could easily eat a half gallon of ice cream every day. Yes. And I mean easy. Like that's not difficult at all. Mm-hmm. And the the pint size when they go, there's four servings in here. That is so comical. Okay, well there is one serving that's in there. Wrong. A pint is one serving. Thank you. Yeah. And when I could like plow through those things, <laughs> when people are like, oh, I'm so stuffed. Never in my life have I experienced that feeling when it came to ice cream. Do you remember when we gave blood and then did the Ben and Jerry's? Yes. That was awesome. Yes. We both ate a pint of Ben and Jerry's and then went and gave blood. And we were like, you're welcome, doctors. And whoever is getting this blood, you're welcome You're also. welcome, patients. <laughs> Enjoy the sugar in there. Oh, this blood's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it is. Ben and Jerry. <laughs> that, now, that being said, so what I'll do whenever I feel those desires coming on, even if it's something where, yeah, th- this is an opportunity and everybody's having some ice cream, I'll say no to it. I'll just say no. That's smart. We were at a place one time, and they had hot brownies just out of the oven, and they were making brownie sundaes. And I wanted to plow over the people in line, <laughs> like take them out with one good crab tackle, yeah, pew, just knock them all down, and go. I'm next. And and I looked at it, and I thought this is a good opportunity for me to say no. Yeah, denying yourself is a really healthy thing to do psychologically, and it's a good litmus test for how your brain responds to not getting what it wants. Yeah, which I think is is really good for us at times. I agree. I think if your brain rebels immediately at the thought of re- denying yourself anything that you're used to getting, then that's a sign that you might be addicted to something and not even realize it. Yeah. And by the way, I don't always do that. Like, I really enjoy mixed nuts. Yeah, no. And I I have them almost every day. You shouldn't deny yourself everything all the time. In fact, I would almost say that that's less healthy than denying yourself some things. Yeah. But, or not denying yourself at all. Sorry. What you should do is, on a regular basis, find something that you enjoy, that you're used to getting, your brain is used to getting the dopamine from this, and just for no reason, be like, not going to do that today. Not going to give that dopamine to my brain just to see what happens, to see if I can do it. And there are some people that can do it, and it's easy. And there are some people like me who it's very hard for me to do that. So I do the same thing. I try to do that on a regular basis because it keeps my brain sharp, and it keeps me wary of not falling back into that 
that dark place of addiction. So I think that's really answering the question that people pose to us. How do we handle our addictions? By sharpening ourselves. Right. And by, at times, denying ourselves these regular desires. And these are all good desires. It's not like I'm desiring meth or something like that. I'm not going to do meth today. Right. Just today. Or at least just for the next hour. Yeah. And then after this podcast, then I'm diving in. Lord. But because I continually, consciously say no to my desires, it strengthens me against many of the other temptations that I have, which are not healthy, which are are not good. Mm -hmm. So I can say no to those and walk away. Yeah. That's a smart thing for anybody to do. There you go. All right, a cool thing. My cool thing is, as I'm sorry, everything has to do with construction nowadays, (laughs) is they make an underlayment. Now, that's when you have the bare wood on your roof for for the terminology. That's called the decking. And that's just the plywood that's up on your roof. Stop it! Oh, I'm sorry. Punch you! Sorry. You know, you're, you're under one right now. You may want to know what's going on. You were holding a pen. You could have stabbed me. I could have, but I didn't. I'm not addicted to stabbing my son. Oh, my gosh. Oh, stop! Ow! There is the first material that used it used to be called tar paper. Jeez, you hit me really hard. People, sorry. People used to call that tar paper. And that was what they put down. It was like a felt-type material, and that was nailed down. And then the shingles went on top of that. Well, the tar paper, the official term is called underlayment. And that's what's going down underneath your roofing material. And they make this stuff called peel and stick, which doesn't require any nails. It's self-adhesive. Oh, that's cool. You just peel back and then you lay it down and boom, done. And it's self-sealing. It heats and kind of joins itself with the wood and it's less of a tendency to ever leak. That is really cool. Yeah, that's the cool thing. I got an 18-inch subwoofer for Christmas. <laughs> Drop Mike, Ace of Spades! It's awesome. <laughs> Thank you to your wife. Yay. She's awesome. Yeah, she is. Please, if you enjoy this podcast, share it with your friends and do all the things. Like, share, subscribe. Do whatever. We appreciate y'all. Thank you for listening. And uh, keep telling your friends about this thing. Awesome.